Welcome to Harp Song, presented by Moon Over the Trees Music and Theater Productions. Bringing people together through collaboration, creativity, and community all through the arts. Thank you for joining us this week. I'm your host, Maureen Buscarino, and I hope to inspire you and to help you discover amazing music and artists from around the world. Karina Hewitt said in my interview with her that the best of the tradition is yet to come. And I can't think of a better example of this than today's guest, harpist Rachel Clemente. Rachel is a New England-based pedal and traditional Scottish harpist, and I met Rachel at the Somerset Folk Harp Festival a few years ago. We have so many harpist friends in common who have influenced and inspired her music and so many others. Artists like Karina Hewitt and Kim Robertson, Dominique Dodge and Rachel Hare, just to name a few. Catch my earlier interviews with these and other amazing harpists to get inspired by them as well. Rachel started playing harp at the age of five, and thanks to the Ohio Scottish Arts School, she became interested in Scottish music. She studied pedal harp at the Interlochen Arts Academy, then went on to the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland in Glasgow and graduated with a bachelor's degree in traditional Scottish music. Some of Rachel's accolades include the U.S. National Scottish Harp Championship in 2016, and this year she won the 2021 winner of the Princess Margaret of the Isles Classic Competition. Rachel now focuses on performing, composing, and teaching harp. She's based in New England, and she frequently performs as a duo with Piper Den Houghton. Later on in the interview, I'll play you a track that Rachel recorded with Dan. Right now, we're listening to the track Countryside Quiet from Rachel's album A Quiet Uniqueness. Rachel is working on a new album that should be released sometime in 2022. Enjoy my conversation with Rachel. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I was out at, um, there's a festival up here called the New World Festival. Um, and so I was, um, my my partner's uh, band Cantrip uh, is on tour right now in New England. And so at least I got, I got a little bit of a chance to see them and uh, was playing at the festival. And oh, so, nice. Yeah, so it was oh, nice. So yeah. great to see you, Rachel. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. <laughs> So were you were you playing at that festival or you were you were just yeah going, going to see live music so, so. both <laughs> both um so there were some uh so yeah new world festival it takes place in randolph um vermont and so it's um there's a great um quebecois band uh, called levant du nord there um and then also yeah my my partner dan Houghton, his band cantrip was playing there and um so then i was there to i did play a little bit um but um i was kind of 
were there more as support, but it was, uh, it was good fun just to out seeing live music. Oh yeah. Was that like one of the first concerts that you've. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't think of a time that it was all outdoors, um, but I can't think of a time in the last yeah year and a half that I've been with that many people. Wow. So and that, that many people was like 400 people. So it's not like thousands and thousands, yeah. but it still was, yeah. Oh, a lot. yeah. Just to see like a live audience and just to be in the middle of all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, miss it so have much. The reactions, yeah. Oh, that's so great that you got to do that. And you also have the workshop that you're working on with Dennis Waring from Wearing Harps. Yes. Too. So, yeah, if you could like talk a little bit about that. Of course. Um, so, Hands on Harp is the, yeah, the title of that one. It's, um, so we ran the course um, that was hosted with Brattleboro Music Center here and where I am in Brattleboro, Vermont. Um, and so uh, we did a week long course. Um, we had, we had two young girls and then three adults um and yeah it was it was a blast um we spent the first two days building the harps um and then the other the other three kind of learning and playing um and uh and tuning oh my gosh the tuning was never and little <laughs> did i know little did i know i was like yeah the first three days they should settle well that was Mm. a big joke so (laughs) (laughs) stretching the strings and trying to like do all the guitarist you know tricks of like you know bending the strings down and back yeah Yeah, it's oh wow yeah (laughs) it was good fun everybody was such good sports and um yeah it was it was a a really fun course to run so i'm hoping hoping to do it more um over the over the winter months but we'll we'll yeah so so the wearing harps are really affordable and they're you can build them yourselves or they Mm -hmm. can you can order them pre-made, but they're, um, so they're cardboard, um, sound boxes, but they still, they sound so good. They do. Yeah. They're cardboard sound boxes, but they've got, um, the ones that we built had cherry frames. Um, and so yes, they had cherry frames and so they'll darken over time. It'll be a really nice, we didn't do anything that we didn't oil it or anything, but, um, yes, they're 19 strings. Um, and so, yeah, it's a great way to get people to, um, be able to play the harp affordably just to even see, oh, is this something I'm interested in? Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. That's so great. Um, and how did you, um, find Dennis Waring to work on this? Yes. So Dennis actually reached out to me. Little did I know he was, he lives in Guilford, which is about like 15 minutes south of me. Um, And so I had no idea that he was that close um, to me at all. And uh, so when I moved here, yeah, I was completely oblivious to the fact. Um, I knew about him through Somerset Folk Harp Fest, but I I had never really connected with him. Um, But yeah, so finally we got the chance to and then yeah yeah was born. so I think that's really like I think that stops a lot of people with they think oh harps are so expensive I can't you know pick up one but his are so yeah. affordable and they're really great instrument to start on 
too. They're great instruments to start on, exactly. And that was, yeah, that was the kind of uh, seedling idea from all of this is just how do we get, um, how do we get, um, it's a very multi-generational thing, but like how do we get uh, kids and adults more involved in playing in playing harp and also specifically playing traditional music. So. Right, right. So you um you started when you were about five years old on the harp. Um, yes. So, um, just what brought you to the harp that you just you know at, at such a young age too. Yeah. Um, so I watched, uh, I watched, uh, Grania Hambly play and she, um, she actually, little did I know how lucky I was to have this opportunity, but she was, um, she was doing a house concert at my neighbor's house. And, um, I think my family and I were just kind of like, Oh, great. <laughs> I just sort of went along without really knowing oh, of kind wow. of how phenomenal of a harpist she was. We, like my dad loved, uh, my dad, my dad, loves harp music and so um he uh yeah he started taking lessons with me um he was really the one who was like okay like let's go out and do this and um then uh yeah somewhere along the line we we stopped for like a month or two and I just would not stop begging to go back um and so my dad always jokes he's like I got through hot cross buns (laughs) Uh, as far as I got (laughs) oh wow that's so so neat um so, so Grania was, you know, obviously one of your mentors. And then how did you get into Scottish music? Yeah. So my, um, so the woman that I started taking with, um, after we'd like taken that little break, um, her name was Candace Dunham. And so she, um, she lives down in Austin, Texas now, but, um, she, uh, she was my teacher for like the first 10 years of my kind of playing. Um, and, uh, she was the one who really got, um, me into Scottish music. She was really into it as well. And so I just kind of went along with her, um, and then got to, um, Ohio Scottish Art School oh, and sure. that was where I met tons of other people and the games and Scottish Art Society of America were really the the ones for they were all my foundational kind of soup there yeah <laughs> they're wonderful and so that's how you met um Karina Hewitt um and and you know I you know she was a big mentor for you so what was it like working Huge. with her because she's yeah, just phenomenal um, Karina is phenomenal yeah. yes <laughs> um <laughs> It was, um, it was great working with her. Um, I, I think I met Karina when I met Karina, when I was nine. It was the first competition I ever did at wow. the Ohio Scottish games. And, um, then I think I sort of met her on and off till I was about like 12, um, in like, she was coming over to the States and I was still seeing her at Somerset and places like that. And I remember I always would come up to her and be like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to come over to Scotland. I'm going to come over to Scotland. And she'd be like, Oh, <laughs> There you are. <laughs> and so then it was, reaching out, uh, reaching out, oh gosh, maybe like six years later and being like, hi, I do really want to come to Scotland. <laughs> um, so I remember the first day I was in Scotland, she was like, wow, you finally made it. <laughs> um, and that's when you were at the Royal Conservatoire. Uh, Royal Conservatoire of Scotland. Wow. That was where she teaches. Um, she's uh, the the lead um, tutor there for for Scottish harp. So wow! And the the yeah. Princess Margaret of the Isles Memorial 
um, prize. Like you won that in t- uh, t- 2021 this year. Or this year. Yeah. 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 Wow. I did. It was, yeah, it feels recent because it was kind of like a really big event for the, for the year COVID wise as well. Um, it was the first time I'd really traveled. I, I, me and yeah, me and my boyfriend drove down 17 hours, uh, <laughs> down to South Carolina. Wow. And, um, it's uh, yeah. So it's a competition that's run, um, it's run in the US and then it's also run over on the Isle of Skye. Um, and so it's hosted by Armadale Castle, which is the place that it takes place in, in Skye. Um, but it's also Clem McDonald, who um, is the sponsor uh, for, for both of these. And um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a great competition. Um, it was, I think it was, it's, it's in its fourth year here in the US. Um, and it's, um, it was really more, it was more like a showcase, honestly. It was, everybody was um, just at such a great, um, such a great level. I have such different players, really different backgrounds. Um, it was Kim Robertson who was, who was judging. And um, it was, um, it was just really great to get together and even just hear other harpists again and just oh, have a chance yeah. to again, yeah, play together again. Um, but no, great competition. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and I I met you at um, the Somerset Folk Harp Festival, yes. uh, which usually takes place every year in New Jersey. But we've been online the past couple of years, yes. um, and you are friends with Dominique Dodge, who runs the the Youth Harp Program, and you were yes. helping out with that. Well, you actually you helped out with that early on. Um, I, I did, yeah. <laughs> so it was a both <laughs> it's a both mixture, yeah. When it first started, I yeah, those were some of my first memories of really being able to kind of uh, work with groups of students and kind of be able to feel like, oh, I can mold you um, and kind of uh, talk through some things more in a kind of instructor way. and yeah, I actually just, uh, Dominique was just playing at, um, I just saw her yesterday, um, at, uh, at the new world festival. Um, but yeah, uh, I got to sit in as well, um, with, with her group of kids, which is so much bigger than, than what we had, uh, in the beginning. Um, but, and she's, she's teaching them, uh, Gaelic song and it's just, um, they're getting so much, um, just so much of the of the history um, behind a lot of the pieces that they're playing. Um, Dominique is just, yeah, she's just doing wonders for them with that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, you um, you also studied uh, classical harp too when you were in high school um, at yeah. Interlochen. So you have like, I mean, and um, you also teach by ear with Suzuki method and and all too. So. Um, how like the whole experience with the Interlochen Arts Academy, um, how did that just really like shape your whole musical journey and how you teach and how you perform? Um, yeah, that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a big question. Yeah, I know. Um, yes, so um, Interlochen Arts Academy, yeah, they're um, so they have the summer camp and then also the the boarding school, and so I was at the boarding school for three out of my four high school years. So I did uh, sophomore, junior, senior there. Um, Interlochen was a huge, um, yeah, huge influence in my playing. And um, the teacher there, Joan Holland, um, the harp teacher there, uh, she, um, 
she really worked with me a lot on technique and um, technique is, is really the kind of crux of a lot of what Suzuki is based off as well. And um, sort of how I was, how I was trained even with the, with the teaching uh, of the method. Um, so um, yeah, really both, um, both of those things really just gave me a lot of um a lot of the technical basis to be able to, um, to be able to keep going. But, um, yeah, interlocking, I mean, it's a, it's a great school. I mean, there's 500 kids and it's 500 kids of, uh, dance, film, visual art, writing, theater, music. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting one, (laughs) but And so it's not only that, it's also the faculty. And um, I mean, to just, it's like, I often think like if I was able to go back and do that again, like I would love to go back and do that again. Mm. Cause I just don't think I realized also what I really had at my fingertips, um, especially with having that many people, like just, I mean, you're, you're, you're rooming with different people who are different artists and just the ability to like collaborate with those people. Um, yeah, I wish I could go back and, and wow. have the knowledge I have now. Sounds but incredible. It's amazing. It's yeah. an amazing school, very intense, but it's an amazing school. Um, yeah. Winters get a little bit stir crazy. We basically shut 500 high schoolers <laughs> <laughs> together in Northern Michigan. But besides that, it's great. <laughs> But you, I mean, from the, like, it's all about collaboration. So you do a lot mm-hmm. of collaborating you with, you know, harp and cello or harp and pipes or, you know, um, so you're, um, you Pretty are working. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you have a, a bunch of performances up uh, with harp and pipes um, and, yeah, and harp yeah. and cello too. So um, I know you're working on a, a new album um, yeah. as well. So is there any little like, you know. Yeah. Anything you could tell us about it that you don't want to like spoil any surprises, but if there's anything you can let us know. Sure, for sure. Um, so I have, yes, there's, um, I just wrapped up a project um, that was, it was a collaboration between dance, um, dance, uh, and I, yeah, I mean, traditional music, um, but I, I, I composed some of it and arranged some of it. And so it was arranged for, um, flute, whistle, cello, uh, harp, and mm. guitar and mandolin. Um, so it was, um, and then, yeah, having the, having the dancers, um, along with that as well. So it was, um, it was a great, yeah, it was a great project and, um, I think yeah. Over the next the next couple of weeks, hopefully, I'll be able to like release a little bit more of wow. all that kind of stuff because it was a live. It was a live thing, but they did film it, and so I'm hoping to hoping to kind of um, show some more of that on my uh, on my kind of social media. Um, but then um, yeah, I do have a I have a tour coming up in North Carolina um, at the start of next month with Dan Houghton bagpiper, um, which yeah, hearing harp and pipes is one of those things where it's not really your, (laughs) it's not really your, your average, uh, combo there. Um, it's, a yeah, it's a weird one, but, um, we're, yeah, we're making it work. It sounds, they sound wonderful together. Here's a track that Rachel recorded with Piper Dan Houghton. It is entitled Moon Train, 
And how could I not play this gorgeous moon-themed track on the Moon Over the Trees Harp Song podcast? Enjoy! Thank you. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. I, and, and the way that the two of you uh, just listen to each other and and you could see how much you love the music and the tunes and what you're doing. So that really yeah. definitely comes across. So well, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do really love it. And um, yeah, it's one of those uh, one of those things where yeah we don't see you don't see harp and pipes a lot. And um, it's it's something kind of taking two of the most kind of dare I say the most traditional instruments the kind of the ones that have really been around um the the longest at least historically speaking um I mean you'll find you'll find different versions of bagpipes just as you'll find different versions of harps in so many different cultures um and so it's really it's an interesting uh historical kind of journey as well um well I know like a lot of the the harp tunes got preserved as pipe tunes 
So it's it's almost like rediscovering the harp tunes from the pipers. Yes, yes. Um, we yeah, we always make some joke on stage about how technically bagpipers stole all the all the harp tunes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that they actually were preserving them. Yeah, I don't give them that much credit. Um, but it, it's true. There's a lot of um, the the kind of ornamentation. Um, aspect of of things i mean this is a huge this is a huge thing um thing to go into but um keep it brief the the ornamentation that's kind of between bagpipes and and harp the kind of interplay of where like one really originated or how mm. it turned to a, a bagpipe ornament as compared to a uh, an ornament that was done on Clarsuck. there's just a lot of um there's a lot of really interesting uh interesting things that are um similar um but yet so different and um just having the opportunity to put those um together with pipes and harp is is very interesting so yeah yeah um and your your album is are there pipes on the new album too or yeah oh good okay yeah there are um yeah so I've um there there are the album is yeah so it's definitely still it's still my first um yeah my first album full-length album so that would be hmm. yeah it's like a big milestone there <laughs> and you're composing a lot of the music as well I am. Wow. yeah I am I'm very interested in um I'm very interested not only for like getting um kind of my music out there but also to learn how to write for uh some of these instruments and just be able to speak a bit more of the language of the, of the different instruments to be able to be like, Oh, well, maybe you could do, you could do this here. You could do that there. And it just, um, developing that language is, is a, is a real process. Mm. So, And I remember, uh, we were talking about like how Maeve, uh, Gilchrist, her comp- composing, uh, the textures that she brings in is something that was sort of inspiring you and in some of the um, music that you're composing now too. Very much so. Yeah, very much so. Maeve is a huge inspiration and, um, she's, yeah, she's helped me a lot in, um, talking through, um, yeah, talking through compositional, um, ideas and kind of what, um, what role kind of harp can play in, in all of that and fitting it in with different things. And, um, it's, um, yeah, you talk about textures, you talk about groove and feel and um, all these things that, I mean, as a composer, it's it's all up to you, it's all up yeah. to you, but um, you, um, yeah, and talking about really knowing the people that you're playing with as well, just not the instruments themselves and what are um, certain players' strengths and and definitely playing into that. Um, but then I think also wanting to kind of push people. It's a it's a it's interesting, it's a really interesting balancing kind of game. And um yeah, delving into that is is, is quite fun, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a different kind of collaborating because it's sort of like you in a room just like thinking about it, but um, instead of being on the stage and having that play back and forth. 
Very um, much so. Yeah, very much so. And we all like, yeah, we all know music doesn't happen in a in a vacuum. And I think I'm always having to be the first one to remind myself to um to be like, okay, if you can't hear that part, like it's all right. Like somebody else will might be like, oh, actually, this could work here really well. And um, it's just I think I think with COVID, it's been it's been really hard, especially with starting compositional stuff. Um, hard to uh start learning about other instruments without really being able to like be with mm. some of those instruments um so they're definitely yeah there's there's a lot to learn there but keeping a yeah. <laughs> keeping a positive attitude on it so oh definitely i mean and and having composers that you can talk to like Maeve yeah. or Karina or you know yes. so great network of people yeah. behind me there yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and I I found and I'm, I don't know if you found but the um the people in the harp community tend to be so giving um of like information yeah. and just like just so wonderful and, and and generous so yeah for sure for sure um and then yeah and then finding the people also as well because I'm like I'll, I'll I'll boast about my community a little bit here um I think Brattleboro like I I never thought I was going to spend a lot of time in Brattleboro here in Vermont I think I thought I was like oh I'll sign a short lease and then I'll move to Boston and <laughs> I don't think I really thought about I don't think I really thought about it. I was like oh well okay I'm really living here sort of thing I really saw as a stepping stone kind of place but I've met some um just met some really amazing people um who have yeah just kind of opened up yeah they I think without those people I don't know if I would have been as interested in composing especially composing for other instruments mm. or at least even having the kind of guts to really start um you feel like a toddler because it's like you <laughs> don't have the language to, to to speak it um but yeah just really having community um of other instrumentalists as well as harpists is, is really important yeah is that like the the ministry of folk um that community yeah, or some of the yeah okay. there's definitely some of those people so ministry of folk is yeah a great site for um they're not doing as many like um live events as they were during covid they definitely like during the really like lockdown time um but they they've really just created this network of i mean gosh i think the last time i checked it was like 120 musicians mm. um kind of of all over the world there are people from scotland that i know who are on there um and yeah there's people all over the us and canada um on there as well and it's just it's such a range of it's such a range of instruments such a range of genres and that was really how i got um into playing with the cellist that i started playing with um they had paired up um they had paired up people and i was like oh well, cello and harp would be great and so i just went and looked at who the cellists were there were only mm. two cellists and um so i sort of just like listed them as oh yeah i'd love to play with them and so they paired me up with um this um i mean i didn't know her at the time but her name is mckinley uh mckinley james and she uh we were messaging each other being like okay we have to do this project and oh it's all online and we we're like okay all right how do we want to do this and she was like okay well what time zone are you and i was like okay well i'm i'm in the east coast time zone i'm in vermont and she was like oh she was like okay well well we're in vermont and i was like oh well, i'm in brattleboro and she was like oh well <laughs> want to come over to my front porch and play? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was the most bizarre, bizarre coincidence of just being like, oh my gosh, out of all these people, um, it was just, uh, yeah, kind of one of those moments where it's like the fate kind of thing. We are like, really? <laughs> um, so... 
yeah but that was how yeah that was how I started playing with the with the cellist that I awesome. so yeah oh wow um, they were yeah. the cello and, and the harp are so beautiful oh, together. Oh, the cello and harp is a lovely yeah. combo. <laughs> yes, I love yeah. it. It's because the cello has that like it's like a human voice uh, almost. You know, um, cello is so resonant, mm. and it's it really it mixes with the um, frequencies of harp really well. Um, I think, uh, yeah, my harp is quite bassy, and I think it always I think it mixes really nicely. So, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, you have a, I forget, do you have a camp? Yeah, I play Killarney. A Killarney harp. So yeah, nice. yeah, I play Killarney. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah those are Very gorgeous. Seven stringer. Yeah, oh, I love it. It's it's the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it goes everywhere with me. It's my little baby. I've got the little, uh, oh, God, the Sylvia Woods harp card oh, right. where you, like, draw it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm so, I'm been, made fun of so much in Glasgow just by I mean just strangers would be like oh my god they're like it's like you're pushing a pram around I was like, it, is. It, was like, it just goes everywhere I went grocery shopping with me like, yeah so you can't leave it alone like I mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely not in its car no no no, no. <laughs> never never oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I love that you also are teaching you know and that you're you know that you're so passionate about it too um and <laughs> yeah and you've got like you so you've got the classical technique background you've got the traditional you know and Scottish background and then you also have the Suzuki method um too so it's just such a rich like I I mean I I guess like Suzuki method since a lot of it is I mean by ear you know teaching yeah. too so it's almost like a bridge between the you know classical and Yes. traditional in a way right I mean you yes. obviously know more about it but um no I mean you're, <laughs> you're totally you're totally on to um on to the same things that I that I twig to um it um I think yeah to bring it back to technique as well so the yeah between um so I was a Suzuki kid from the start um and then uh sort of went away from it a little bit um because there was only four books um when I was playing so I got through book four and then there was there was there was nothing else I could do there's five books now um and uh five harp books specifically I should say um because Suzuki it started as a as a violin method uh switched to piano um and then yeah, I mean, there's there's tons. There's Suzuki mandolin. There's Suzuki recorder. There's, I mean, it goes. Yeah, it goes on and on. Um, so um, the yeah, Suzuki is often called like the mother tongue approach or mother tongue method, which is the idea that um, yeah. So Sunichi Suzuki took um, took the idea that young children in Japan were speaking Japanese at a, of course, a, a very young age. And he was like, this is, this is such a difficult language. How is this, like, what are the real mechanics behind this, behind this happening? Um, and so the, <clears throat> the main kind of the main points he came up with was that they're surrounded by it all the time and that they're, they're listening, they're constantly listening. And um, so he, he translated those two things to, uh, to the kind of application of learning music. And um, that is, yeah, still, still holds true today for the method. Um, so, so 
that is where the bridge over to traditional music um, is just so, so, so um, intertwined. Mm. Um, the ability to have it be constantly around you is so important and the, the listening and the learn by ear aspect. Um, so yeah, in Suzuki, you really don't, um, you don't learn to read music uh, through the whole first book. Um, so I'm constantly telling my students like, do not open that in the <laughs> lesson. There's <laughs> so, so many people who are like, please, please, can I just, I'm like, when you're home if you're lost of course but Mm. no (laughs) so um yeah I mean I can spend I could spend the whole podcast talking about Suzuki but um it's um between yeah between that and then um at least for harp and who trained me um her name is Fela Tracy um she has a lovely amazing Suzuki studio up in Minneapolis um and so she trained me in my book one stuff um and uh, the the technique that she um, is really able to instill in in her kids at such a such an early age um, is just phenomenal. And so I kind of tried to like um, take that and really run with it and keep that definitely still in the the traditional music mm. um, of things because I think. Um, you talk about bridging, um, kind of bridging classical and bridging um, the the classic side of things. Um, I think, yeah, I think technique is going to be, yeah, the more and more as I kind of more and more I teach because I'm I'm sort of, uh, yeah, really I only have my toe in the water for teaching. It's really only been like two years mm. now. Um, and, but yeah, the more uh, the more I keep teaching and the more my students keep teaching me, um, I think uh, technique's gonna really turn into a a, a big a big thing. So That's so great, yeah. I because I, I mean you can really like work on tone and just making the instrument sing more and I I remember you you mentioned something about um playing like melted chocolate yes <laughs> I always tell my students you have to get that chocolatey tone yeah. some of my students oh gosh they hate me for it they're always like well that's a melted chocolate tone now did it <laughs> um but I uh, <laughs> yeah it's I mean the yeah the 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 mechanics of keeping rounded fingers mm. and the importance of that of it not just being like here I I told you so it's it's there's there's reasoning behind um reasoning behind all of it and just um the the um the the skills that that gives you to then be able to it's not always like playing faster playing louder playing like it's not always that constant like okay one up one up one up mm. um it's it, it really is also for um uh it really is also for like it it's as applicable to slow pieces as it is to fast pieces and it's just um yeah all around there's just there's a lot to delve a lot to delve into Mm. that's so great so you're certified in book one yeah, I'm in book okay. one. Yeah, yeah. So you have to get your certification for each book, and so I, I, I have book one. Um, but yeah, some of my students are starting to uh, start to uh, starting to outgrow me in the because they're in book two now, and so I, um, I need to. Yeah, I, I. That's on my. That's on my. Uh, actually, it's on my to do list for this week is to figure out what Suzuki book two courses are running. Um, yeah. Is you need to get book uh, books one and two in uh, succession and then you can do the other three in whatever order you want okay um, but you just have to have those two 
um, those two done. So, I mean, you're so busy with everything else that you're oh, doing. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love so, it though. It the other way. <laughs> so your, your tour, um, is going to be just in the Northeast or is it just going to be in the Carolinas or? Yeah. So, um, currently I've got, um, yeah, there's, there's, um, kind of three or four gigs that are happening down in North Carolina in the Asheville, um, yeah, with Sue Richards, um, there's some stuff with her. So there's a couple of gigs in Asheville and, um, then some over in, uh, Laurenburg, which is right on the, right on the border, um, there between North and South Carolina. Um, and, uh, that's a, it's a Scottish games that's, um, that's hosted oh. by, um, Clint Curry, Scottish Art Society. Mm. So. Yeah. Well, it's probably going to be a giant celebration since they couldn't do it last year. Oh my gosh. So. Oh my gosh. They said that they have like, there's some absolutely astronomical amount of pipe bands that have, have decided because they are one of the only people who's kept um, the outdoor competition still, still mm. happening. Oh, um, because I think they're thinking like, okay, warmer temperatures still by that point. Um, so I think there's some like 55 bands or wow. something. I mean, it's absolutely nuts. Oh, wow. So. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, yeah. I've, I've been to the Celtic classic in, um, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania yes. and that, that they maybe had like 10 or 15. Yeah. So I can't imagine. <laughs> I know. Like, Don't oh quote me gosh. on that number, no, but, but it, I, it's something. It's something huge. Like from the last time I checked, it just was more than I've ever, oh, ever wow. seen. Without going to like worlds, of course. But yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Oh, that's so. gonna be so fun! Oh my gosh! It will. Yeah. It will. Um, and that that you said that starts uh, next month. So yeah, start next month. So it's okay. the 29th, 29th through the 3rd is the actual, um, 29th of September through the 3rd of October is the actual North Carolina tour. Okay. And then I'm back up, um, back up here in, in Vermont doing some gigs in New Hampshire and Vermont and, um, New York. So, oh, great. And all that's on your website. Yeah, it's, it's going just... to be. Yes. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. The tour poster and all the stuff's yeah. getting finalized. It's, oh, so, yeah, good. It's Exciting. So that's where people, that's the best place for people to find you is on your website. Yeah. Website so, or on my Facebook page is the, is the best, which is, yeah, it's just Rachel Clemente music. Mm. Oh my gosh. It's so, so great. I, I can't wait for you to have your tours again and, and, you know, being outside and seeing all the bands and the pipers and how exciting yeah. like big celebrations and your album you know like that's just the planning for it is just so much oh it fun. is <laughs> <laughs> it is i mean it's 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 daunting but it's um yeah a good a good thing to have projects on the on the horizon and to yeah be back uh be back doing it all yeah so. and so people can take lessons with you on on zoom also yes. or in person yes. too so. so I offer yeah I offer both I do 30 minutes 45 or an hour so there's a good a good range um because I love I love teaching the young ones as much as I love teaching adult students mm. so I try to offer a good offer a good range of things Rachel, thank you so much for being with me here today on Moon Over the Trees Music and Theater Productions Harp Song Podcast. And make sure that you check out Rachel's music and her website and all of the amazing projects that she has in the works. Thanks for listening today.
Thanks for listening to Moon Over the Trees Music and Theater Productions podcast. Dive into the show notes at moonoverthetrees.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend and subscribe to the podcast. 